Hello, and welcome to Native Awakenings. Here at Native Awakenings, we've created a space together to share our heritage, techniques, meditations, and conversations. I'm Rain, and today we're going to be doing a meditation based on the feelings and levels of our body. The levels meaning from the top all the way down to our feet. But first, some housekeeping notes. I interviewed a beautiful, beautiful, wonderful practitioner, a yoga practitioner named Tara. I'm still editing that podcast, but that should be posted in December. So we're finally getting back into interviews. I'm really excited to share it with you all. And until then, we can enjoy meditating together. Recently, and this is just as recent as yesterday, I was sitting on my couch really meditating on magic and the areas of my life in which I use it. I try to use it as intentionally as possible, and sometimes I cannot use magic in other aspects of my life and my other jobs and fields and such, because sometimes I regulate magic to just be used in the field of magic. If I'm doing a healing ceremony, or if I'm meditating, or within my yoga practice. I did this because I almost felt like I was cheating, or I was giving myself an unfair advantage if, say, I'm playing a competitive game and I'm worried that my will will sway the game and I'll win the game because of magic. <laughs> Again, every time I verbalize the internal dialogue of my head, it has to make me laugh because I figure, why not use all of the resources that you have? So this idea came to me yesterday, and I'm going to workshop it with you all. The idea is we're always using magic. Our will, our intention is always directing something that we're doing, whether consciously or unconsciously. Anytime we're not consciously crafting a spell or projecting an intention, our internal world is taking over and our subconscious mind is projecting that which was programmed within us. So as I began meditating and mulling over those thoughts, I realized that for me personally, again, I just thought of this yesterday, I'm giving myself more permission to use magic in my everyday life because I believe it's more respectful to the universal harmony of the world to be intentional with our magic as much as we can rather than just subconsciously using it all the time. Now, what's a practical example of this that we can go on? One of the famous examples is, of course, the parking spot. We want a parking spot that's close to the establishment that we're traveling or purchasing an item from. So is it okay to use magic to open up a parking spot close to there? Before, I would say no. I would say, oh, I don't want to affect someone else's life. What if I ask for this parking spot? and I'm gravitating towards it, and there's a mother with five kids, and because I used magic and because she didn't, I got the parking spot where someone else that would benefit more greatly from it could get it. Perhaps there's a handicapped person, and all of the handicapped spots are taken, and that's the closest spot, yet my magic gave me this spot and prevented them from getting it. There's two problems with this. One is that Magic inherently is for the good of all and the harm of none. When we're playing around with psychic or spiritual or energetic concepts, 
it's often easy to begin projecting our Western, if we come from the West, our Westernized concept of right and wrong. And if I'm doing something, it will harm someone else, or there has to be something wrong with this magic. However, magic inherently is energy, and energy lives within us all. So if we're using the energy that's already resonating within our body, I do not believe that inherently it will cause disharmony to someone else, as we're using the same substance that is creating their body and helping their auric field. So by allowing ourselves to be known by the universe and putting ourselves first, such as saying, hey, I really want to attract a parking spot, I have shifted my belief of believing previously, well, me getting this could harm someone else. And it has shifted now to, well, magic is for the good of all and the harm of none. If my intentions are pure, or even as superficial as getting a parking spot, I do not believe that me attaining this will be at a disadvantage to anyone else based off of the substance of energy and magic itself. That's the first point. The second point is I believe by making ourselves conscious to what we're doing, it helps our intentions be more in alignment. Our subconscious is just running the programs and the ideas that we've had since childhood, some good some perhaps not so great. However, if we're consciously saying, hey, I'm going to the store, I'd like to get another spot, that's what I'm going to visualize, and that's what I'm going to go towards, I believe that that helps us be more in harmony, it helps us recognize magic more, and it helps us trust our intuition and our internal voice more. How often do we get feedback on the spiritual work that we're doing? In my direct and subjective experience of life, it's often not the case to get immediate feedback that the technique or the practice that you're using is working. Say, hey, I'd like to heal my broken bone quicker. It might take months for that broken bone to heal. Using magic, it might take one extra month if we didn't use magic. Who knows? But I have found that many of the things that I intend and project into the world are not for immediate feedback, but for the overall benefit of my life. I believe that by using magic in more everyday and almost superficial ways, it helps give us feedback that the techniques that we're using is working. And if it's not working, it's still helping us be conscious of the effect that we have over our environment. So let's say we do get that parking spot. We see how the universe can co-create with us. We feel more a part of the universe, more a part of the all. We feel more a part of the community. And by feeling a part of the community, by noticing the effect that we have on a more constant basis, I believe that it will make us more empathetic, more mindful of our words, more mindful of our choices, and more mindful of the magic that we emit out into the world. Alas, example before we get into this practice, I'm sure we've all had friends that say things like, oh, I've always struggled with this problem, I have this issue, it's always been an issue, and as the years and days and months and weeks go by, we continue to hear them repeat the same thing, casting that verbal spell of, this is a problem, this is what I've always had. Their life doesn't seem to get better. 
because they're using their subconscious. That's what it was programmed. I've had this injury. I've had this ailment for as long as I've had, and it won't get better. But by consciously saying it is getting better, I would like to project and to see and imagine and visualize my body healing. I personally have noticed that even if the person that is projecting positive statements, higher vibrational frequencies over their life, even if they never do get completely resolved of their ailment, the quality of their life is much better over the person that is continually bemoaning their experience of life. I want to be mindful with my words here because I'm not saying, oh, if you just say your life is going to be better, it's going to be better. I have no idea <laughs> what's going to happen if you change your language. But what I do have a direct experience of is for myself and for those that I know, those that continue to wish the best for themselves and continue to project a positive words and affirmations over their life tend to move through life with more flow, more ease, and less stress. So something to be mindful on. Now let's get into our practice. We begin this meditation in a comfortable position, whether that be leaning against something, sitting down, laying down, or even standing if you're comfortable. The first thing that we're going to focus on is our auric or energetic field. Imagine, if you will, that there's a circle around you. It could also be your favorite shape, but circles are particularly helpful for this exercise. And if you will, imagine that there's almost a halo above your head. What's its color? What's its vibrancy? What's its texture? And this symbolizes your desires for today, this evening, the remainder of this time within the day. And you can imagine this halo relaxing your temples, your nose, your shoulders. With each breath that we take, the halo begins to grow in size and it levels down to our throat and shoulders. Imagine it floating almost like an oversized necklace, encasing the body but not trapping it. And as the halo floats over the eyes, nose, and mouth, we can imagine that those areas of our body begin to instantly relax. that halo float down, it expands over our shoulders, it settles in on the midline of the body. Many times in meditation we believe that our eyes must be closed, but at this point I invite you to have a neutral gaze. Not really looking, but allowing the eyes to be open and rested. This is a practice of visualization. We can't see the halo, and perhaps for some of us we might not even be able to feel it, but we are imagining it. We 
we are bringing the mind in harmony with the emotions. The emotions are the feelings of the spirit, of consciousness. This is helping us get in touch with intuition, with insight. Believing something's there even though our physical eyes cannot see it. Notice your breathing. Allow the halo to float down over the waist, the thighs. As you imagine, as you see this halo growing in size over your body, encasing your aura in the beautiful, brilliant color that you have chosen, breathe relaxation into its motion. As it moves, you find stillness and relaxation. moves down to our shins, down to the feet, when it gets to this place, imagine the circle or the shape that you have chosen, imprinting a pattern on the floor beneath you. Take a deep inhale, and on our exhale, this halo almost explodes in each direction, right, left, back, and front. This pushes our vibration out into the room, wherever we are at. There's a time to clear space, there's a time to clear the levels of any tension or stress within our body. Some of us may feel vibrations within our chin. When I do this practice, I often, my eyes will often flutter. Whatever the body is feeling is your ability to connect to your own energy. And it doesn't take a long time. And it doesn't necessitate us closing our eyes. This is just the practice of being as you are. As you notice and feel where you are, you can begin to wiggle your toes, roll your ankles, sway your hips right to left. Feel the difference of the physical sensation of moving your body versus the imaginal or visualized sensation of the halo moving through your body. What's the difference? Is there one? This is a practice of expanding our awareness. What's the difference between energetically noticing something, channeling something, and physically doing so? As you come out of this meditation, Notice how inherently powerful you are. You're able to feel something within your body without moving it, but just allowing the energy to flow through you. And if you feel that within your own sense of consciousness, just imagine how your consciousness affects the entire world.
Thank you so much for doing this practice with me. The spirit animating my body honors, values, appreciates, respects, and unconditionally loves the spirit animating your body. Aho Matakriyasan. Om Namah Shivaya. Ashe Namaste.